I don't know what kind of music they're doing, but I am pretty sure the devil is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this out with this. Man, this has been my daughter uh, has been chomping at the bit for us to do this episode. Really, where we talk about music and albums and so forth and so on. Boy, is she uh, gonna be disappointed? <laughs> no, yeah, well, she may not be. <laughs> Boy, I well, hope she me, had. I hope she hadn't got her hopes set too high. So when we first talked about this, I think we were. You know, we were thinking through what criteria we were going to use to talk about the albums. And I think the thing that we kind of settled on here is these are our more influential albums. You know, the albums have made a big impact on it. Not necessarily, our, not necessarily our favorite albums of all time. Right, yeah. The, yeah, I was going to say. Or that we think this is the greatest album of all time. Yeah, right, yeah. Because, you know, because, man, I, I don't know if it was hard for you to come up with this list. But, man, it was, dude, I had a hard time getting it down to five. Uh, you know, it, it, but, but but if I stuck, if I if I kept my mind on yeah, what yeah. what influenced, like what I like to listen to, or or really more as a musician, what what affected me, yeah. that's really what I guess more as a musician than a, a, a listener. Uh, it really wasn't that hard if I could keep my mind on yeah. that. Now one right. of them, my my number five is is it, it would have to be just because I like it so much. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. The band the band influenced me, but uh, the rest of them I can really pinpoint like. How you know it changed yes. things for yeah. me? Well, it, yeah, that definitely for me. But also, as I was kind of finalizing my list, uh, the thing, it, with the exception of one that I have on here, almost all these are on playlists that I still listen to. So you know, I'm still going back to a lot of these and yeah, listening me to too. Them, me know? too. Uh, me too. But but you know, but beyond that, you know, I, I really had to like cut it off at right around like 1992. Because, you know, as I was trying to put all this together, I, I really realized there's probably like three phases in my, in the music that I've listened to and all that. You know, and I, and I, and I was, I was thinking about you. Do you, cause I think we touched on this briefly, but, but do you listen to a lot of new music? Are you out listening? No. Find it? Yeah. See, I, I, I don't think so. I, re- yeah. I mean, I listen to music. Like sometimes I'll get a, uh, this morning I've got, I've got a playlist on Spotify called Great Songs. Yeah, okay. and it is. Yeah. It is really some good, and it's just a gambit. I mean, uh, 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 let me see. What's an extreme? Uh, there'll be a Van Halen uh, song on there. Yeah. This morning while I was in the shower, uh, I, I and I hadn't listened to it in a while, so like two or three Johnny Cash came on. Yeah. And then yeah. I started laughing because uh, "Southern Nights" by Glenn Campbell. Whoa! How how long has it been since you thought man, of that? Song? I forgot about that. Yeah, man, listen. So La-dee-da, I'm get us off track. I did not appreciate Glenn Campbell back in the day the way I appreciate him now. You know, man. Like if you listen to people talking about music, at some point they come back to Glenn Campbell. Yeah, and talk about he's what a part great of that musician. wrecking crew, man. Yes, he, yeah, he, absolutely. Part of, and and uh, you know, I, I I know we got some friends and folks that love the Beach Boys. I I. I Personally, don't get it, but that that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, the Beach Boys weren't really a band. They 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 right. were not really yeah. a band. It was no. it was uh, Brian Wilson was yeah. the Beach Boys, right? And he wrote all the stuff. He. Pre- 
produced it all. But they eventually had two Beach Boys. They had the Beach yeah. Boys that was on the road. Yeah. Which Glenn Campbell was part of. Part of that. Yeah. So they got absolutely. him out of the wrecking crew, put him on the road. And, and so you had Mike Love and Al Jardine, all those guys, that, yeah. uh, you know, Dennis Wilson and, and, and finally Brian, he, he, he stopped going on the road. And yeah. then you'd have Brian in the studio with the wrecking crew. And yeah. that's who played all the music. And if yeah. All this great music was, that, that's the wrecking crew. You know, right. that's Hal Blaine on the drums. Yeah. It's not Dennis Wilson. Uh, and, and, but, uh, so Glenn Campbell was part of the wrecking crew and then he went on the road. So he, he was and he wasn't a beach boy. Yeah. I guess you right. Know. Right. But he's a cr- incredible. Did you see what was the name of the documentary they did on him when he had yes. Alzheimer's? Yeah. I'll, I'll be uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I'll be me. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. That's- you know, he, he got to the point where he didn't even recognize his own reflection, and they tried to squeeze an album out of him and get yeah. a, get one more tour, and he didn't know up from down. And if you'll watch that thing, his music director looks over at him and goes, "I, I don't remember what phrase he used. Uh, take a break uh, uh, yeah. now." Or he was signaling it was time for him to do a lead break. Right. And yeah. that cat ripped into a solo. He did it. Uh, Ted Atkins style, just up and down that neck, man. And and they said right before he died, he was in a special Alzheimer's unit. And uh, his family would come in. They'd they'd give him a guitar. And some days he would pick it up and play it like Glenn Campbell. And there'd be some days he didn't know which end to hold. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Isn't that sad, man? That's, yeah. Yeah, Glenn Campbell's but yeah, that's that, that that's my playlist. I, it's so varied, yeah, crazy. And I put, I, I, I music is kind of, uh, it's it's a time machine for me. I like playing yes. stuff, yeah. Uh, that reminds me of times gone by, you know. Days right. when, I, 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 on my playlist, is, I, I, when we played uh, cover tunes, uh, REM, uh, 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 U2, yeah. Uh, 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 the cult, a lot of that yeah. stuff is. It, it's like, oh, I remember yeah. playing Johnny Sang, She Sell Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's a great song. We used to yeah. open with that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. You, uh, did uh, did your girls ever try to get you to listen to music? New music? Would they ever say, "Hey, Dad, go go listen to that" or whatever? Uh, yeah, and and you know, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. For instance, they went through. As a matter of fact, they still appreciate Taylor Swift. Uh, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And here's the thing: like I, I, when she was doing her country thing, uh, of course she's she's kind of gone off the deep end nuts. But uh, yeah. um, is she she was getting writing credits on all that stuff? Yeah. You have a teenage yeah. girl writing hits, and yeah. even though it's not what I want to listen to, I appreciated the quality of the music. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and yeah. I, I was, I was looking on Facebook one time and some people were just dogging out Taylor Swift. And I, I, just, I couldn't, it's back when I couldn't resist. Now I resist chiming oh, in. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, have yeah. you ever tried to write a song? Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I exactly. Right. I try and, and been trying since I was 13 years old and it's hard. I, I still, if I write a song, it's, it's not very good, but I mean, yeah. I have, I, I enjoy the process. But so yeah, like Taylor Swift and I appreciate. It. I, I we let them. We took them to Nashville and let them go see her one time. Yeah, and then uh, you know they'd come up with stuff. The thing I always got with them is is uh, you know you know it's just the old thing. Uh, your kids, yeah, your kids, your music stinks. My music's better. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Um, but it really was true. I, there'd be somebody big, and I'd say, girls, in a year and a half, you won't be able to find them. Yeah, the, that's right. Know, yeah. you'll, and, and sure enough, you're like One Direction. Of course, Harry Styles. Yeah. Won something that he's, last night. Yeah. 
but he's got but, some uh, chops. He's got some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the, out of those boy bands and stuff, you know, uh, uh, Timberlake, you know, he emerged from one, you know, sometimes, but, uh, most of the music these days is, is just doesn't have staying power. It's just not right. gonna, you know, yeah. it's just not gonna last. So yes and no, they, 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 they liked music, but the, I, I'll be, uh, Grace, uh, of course, I took them out to Dallas to see you too. Yeah, they're both, yeah. They're both like Sarah Ann was always an Elvis fan, right? Uh, she liked Credence. Uh, she uh, uh, she she's got she's got a real wide taste. So they they like my music. They they enjoy yeah. Uh, they enjoy the things I showed them. Um, yeah, but they like new stuff too. That's uh, that's kind of the way it worked for us. You know, the, my, both my girls they um, not, neither one of them really got into you know, any of the popular music, you know, that everybody else has listened to today. And I think that was part of my influence, Yeah, you know, because when they were growing up in the car, I'd play what I wanted to play and they, they had right. to listen to it, you know, right. and, and right. you know, within reason, but they, you know, they found stuff over the years. And so, you know, it's, Hey dad, listen to this or, yeah. but I'll take them back and Hey, listen to some old stuff, you know, some of the older stuff. So that's been kind of cool. Cause you know, as, as I was making this list, like there's nothing on my list that's older than I think 1992, you know, but man, yeah. some of my favorite albums have come out in the last 10 years, you know, so I just, I didn't even get into any of that. In fact, last year, you know, Spotify has that wrapped thing at the end of the year where it gives you your stats on yeah. what all you mm-hmm. listen to. Dude, my, my last year, <laughs> like, I don't think my girls even got close. I had like, I think 4,500 minutes of listening to Sarah Jarose. And like all of my, like er, almost everything on my on my stats for Spotify was all Sarah Jarose, you know, the album, the it, it was just because that's all I listened to last year, you know. Wow. And uh, she doesn't even show up on this list because you know that's kind of a later thing because you know it's it, I enjoy those, but that that's not what you know that's not what we were listening to when we were learning to play and work right, up songs right, and do all those right, kind of things. Right. All right man, let's jump into this thing. Now I'm gonna, I'm going to start with your and by the way these aren't I don't these are kind of roughly I, I think the way we've laid them out they're kind of roughly in chronological order or developmental order, you know, but I've got, it's I've not got necessarily mine, if you put mine like I wrote it out for you mine yeah, I did. I actually put mine of the most important being number okay. one. So, okay. 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 So, Within, but, within, we, but it doesn't have to go in any order. But yeah, I, okay. like like mine would go five, four, three, two, one. If you okay, want. okay, if cool. You yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've got them in here, and I can you're, go. You're, you're driving the bus, so you just okay. tell me what to do. Well, I, uh, so let me start with your number five. Then how's that? Okay. Now, now, okay. Tell me, if, tell me if I've got the right one. I, I think I do. Hang on a second here. Make sure I've got it. Yeah, I've got it set up. Uh, th- this is this was your number five on my list. Yeah. And this is uh, Aerosmith, I Ain't Got You. Yeah. This is no Jimmy Reed song from like 1960. Yeah. So why is that? Talk to me about why oh, that one's not okay. on well, uh, Aerosmith Live Bootleg I got for Christmas 1978. It came out in, I think, October of 78. Okay. And uh, that was just the the... the off the first few, uh, Dream On, uh, featuring yeah. Dream On, uh, Rocks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toys and Addict, <clears throat> uh, those albums. And, uh, it is, here's the thing about that album. And this is one of the ones that I wouldn't say this is an influence. It's just, it's my go-to uh, album. Yeah. 
it, uh, every song is good. That yeah. fourth side, it's a live album. The fourth side is uh, stuff like that. It's James Brown, yeah. uh, Mother yeah. Popcorn, Ain't Got You. It's just old jazzy blues standards. And that, it sounds like they're in a club somewhere or a sound check or yeah. something. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's yeah. Just so so I, I pulled that song off it, but I like all of it. And and it's just a good album. Aerosmith uh, uh, was very important to me when I was a kid. Uh, I had to have some rock and roll music to pull me away from my uh, – mm my first drug of choice and and they were one that did that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Although I got it for Christmas. Uh, I've still got it. I got it on CD. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just a, I would suggest anybody. I told somebody one time, I said, you go buy Aerosmith live bootleg. If you don't like it, I'll buy it from you. Yeah. It is, it is that stinking good. Well, you know, and I, you know, one of the things that I think that happened with Aerosmith is a lot of people, um, Got to know them more in the eighties, like when the Run yes. DMC, you know, resample walked this way, and then. But to me, man, like the Aerosmith from like that late eighties, that's not the same as what they oh, were no, doing. Oh no, 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 in yeah, the seventies. Uh, you know? uh, Cry, Maze of Crazy, uh, yeah. all those uh, love songs, you know, and, and yeah. they they wanted the money. Uh, right. Run DMC. Uh, uh, remix remake of uh, Walk This Way was it's what brought them back. Yeah, and, uh, uh, they'd had a lot, you know. Joe Perry and Brad Whitford left the band. Drugs tore them apart. Yeah. Um, they, uh, since um, Dusty Hill died mm. in uh, ZZ Top, they, yeah. I think they have the longest uh, original lineup. lineup of, the, yeah. Somebody's sitting in for the drummer right now. He's had some health problems. Right. But uh, they're, they're the, if you think about, okay, who's the greatest American rock and roll band? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody that can can touch them, but you go right. back and listen to those first albums. There's some uh, some of those songs. It's like I can't believe this came out in '74. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's way ahead of its time. And for me, like whenever I think about this album specifically, and you, dude, every one of these songs has a pound of chicken grease on it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, that, that's exactly that, right. That that undefinable quality that we like to call grease. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's yeah. all over this album. You know it's, what I mean? Joe, I, there was a book in Guitar Center one time, and it had Joe Perry, and it asked him all kind of musical questions, yeah. and he used profanity, but basically he said, <laughs> blank. He yeah, said, I right. spent the first two years standing in front of a mirror, how I wanted to stand and hold yeah, the thing. Right. Before you ever learned to play the guitar, I was like, yeah. that's, I, yeah, I like that. That's, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, that's doesn't really count, like, influential, uh, but but I love that album. I love that yeah. band. I don't care for anything they do now, but uh, right. you go back and listen to um, – um, Speech and Dream On, uh, Rocks, Toys in the Attic. Uh, I know I'm forgetting one, but uh, yeah. uh, Draw, Draw the Line came out in, I think, 77. I remember yeah. when Walmart was over on Cass Street, going in there, getting it, coming out. I remember opening it in the car. Yep. The name of the album and the name of the band were printed on the cellophane. So when you, oh, wow. when you peel yeah. the cellophane yeah. off, there's no, there's no, nothing on there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I remember that. And uh, yeah. Kings and Queens, draw the line. Oh, it's just such good, good stuff. I, I'll yeah. probably, if you ask, I listen to music, I probably listen to them more than anybody. More than anybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I can totally see that. All right. So here, this is my, mine, mine's going to be a little bit different because I'm kind of doing it in chronological order. Okay. And they say something about it. And this one, this first one, I don't even know if you're going to know what this is. I might not. 
And it might be a shocker. I don't know. In fact, I just remembered this recently, and I played part of it from a girl. You're, anyway, you're, okay, you're here warning me now. Here, no, he, he, it's, it's something else. Let's see. Have you ever heard this? Hold on, hold on. It's like hooked on classics or something? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> so oh, when, that, dude, when it picked up that disco beat, I'm like, man, listen. Is this fool bro, hooked on classics up in it, here? Bro, deep cut right here. Listen, oh, so my gosh. Let I heard it first. It's like, is this a sound? Is this some kind of... Broadway soundtrack. <laughs> but when, that, when, when the drums came in, I was like, okay. Okay, I, here, here, we go, here we go. So what year is that? 81, 82 when I came out? Not, it had to be a little bit later than that. Cause this, is, this, this is what I remember. Um, yeah, it had to be later than that. Uh, one of the music teachers played that in school. And dude, okay, first of all, this is K-Tel. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? This is k They used to have the ads on TV and stuff. And there was an ad on TV for this album. And I remember, uh, so this came out when I was in seventh grade, whatever year that would have been. I don't remember. But anyway, I got sick at school. And my dad came to pick me up from school, and he had bought me this album to wow. listen to. Yeah. So, wow. you know, so there's that memory connected to this. But for me, uh, you know, you listen back to it now, and it's fairly cheesy. You got the disco beat with the, right. but, but for me, this was like the gateway into classical music. Yeah. And so yeah. it like opened the door for me to like, Oh man, I'm going to go get this album, get that album, you know? And, and, you know, and so I was into classical music before I got into rock music. And well, how yeah. would you have been in 1976? In 76, I would have been eight, uh, uh, 76. Yeah. I'd have been eight in 76. Yeah. Is that right? Well, the, yeah. the pre- precursor to this was Walter Murphy and the big apple band, a fifth of Beethoven. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. My mom and dad wore that eight track out <laughs> in the, in our old Cutlass sedan that we had. Cause it, you yeah. know, that was on, uh, hey, that was on the Staying Alive soundtrack, right? That yeah. thing has got a groove. I mean, yeah, it does. Fifth of Beethoven yes. is kicking. And yeah, so that is. really did. It's like, it's like all of a sudden, wait a minute. <laughs> what classical music, cool. yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and but if you listen to a lot of disco songs, they they uh, they had those strings. Yeah, they, they did. They, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, ring my bell. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. and all those. You, you listen to a lot of those disco songs brought in some strings. Now they may have been done on a synth. I don't know. Yeah, but I think they they brought in string sections for a lot of that. Well, you know, and there was a, uh, there are a lot of, uh, there were a lot of popular songs, 60s and 70s. It was based on classical pieces like, mm-hmm. uh, Whiter Shade of Pale. That's, that's yeah. based on a Bach piece, you know, and then, um, you know, the Beatles, man, they would just lift out wholesale yeah. things that people weren't even aware of. But th- that yeah, was kind of the number, gateway. Number one, nobody knows it. And number two, it's public domain. That's right. Yeah. So you can, you can take you it can, and use you can, it. Yeah. You can rip Get off Mozart yeah. all you want. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so there that is, Hooked on Classics. Now, here we go. We got your number. We got your number two Four. pick here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Hang on a minute. Let me just double check, make sure I've got these in the. Well, you can do anything you want to. You can do it anyway. You don't have to do it. In, right. in, in yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I've got them. I, I, I just put them in in the order that you gave them to me. So I was just making sure I had them listed out here the right way. All right, here we go. Here's what you got. Oh, yeah. Well, string Rick and Backer. Yeah, baby. Did you never call 
Now, I'm going to say, if you don't know who that is, then you ain't been raised right somehow or other. Yeah. So good. I remember. So pure. So pure. Yeah. I remember uh, I bought that album at Gibson's. Wow. Do you, do you remember Gibson's down oh, off of 17? Definitely. I, I bought music at Gibson's. Because the because uh, the Winter Circle used to be over there. Yes. The Winter Close Circle to the, moved the, oh, yeah, out there. Yeah, I they totally forgot about that. I thought about that. Yeah. I actually worked at that location, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. R.E.M. But, Reckoning. Uh, R.E.M., uh, now we're getting stuff that I feel like impacted me because uh, I always like you had a little bit of that grease, a little country. Yeah. And when I say country, I mean real country. Yes. Because uh, before I got into rock and roll, I liked music. I didn't understand what was happening. But even when my daddy was alive, he died in 76, and I was right. nine years old. And I remember he, we would – I was sitting in his lap. I remember sitting in his lap and uh, and calling the radio station, asking yeah. him to play C.W. McCall's Convoy. Oh, you yeah. Song Convoy? Yeah. Oh, man. I oh, yeah. Convoy. Yeah. Uh, 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 I remember uh, <laughs> Eagles, uh, uh, some Eagles, some 45s that were around the house. And my sister had music. My brother had music. Uh, uh, what is the uh, Willie Nelson, the uh, blue eyes crying in the Cry rain. Down. So Dude. I had this, I had, I think that's where that vein of country came from. Yeah. Man, let, then, me, let me tell you something. Go ahead. I had, uh, I had uh, redheaded stranger. Oh by Willie my. Nelson on my oh list. My on my list, and it just got kicked down a little bit. But Redheaded Stranger is incredible. Listen, let me tell you what that album is. To me, that album sounds like Willie and the band was sitting in somebody's living room, and they had two mics, and they just hit record. And they, dude, that is the most unproduced, yeah, unproduced album ever. Yeah. It's completely stripped down, you know. Yeah. Bass, guitar, drums, Willie C. Man, that that album is a it's a masterpiece, man. So in this record collection, I'm hearing <clears throat> everything from uh, uh, Billy, "Don't Be a Hero," yeah. uh, to, to yeah. hearing uh, Tom Jones, yeah, uh, George Benson, yeah, uh, all kind of stuff. And, and uh, but there's a lot of country stuff because you know, grew up in Mississippi, you're going to hear country. Yeah. And so I like rock and roll. I've already discovered that in the seventies. And, and somehow or another, when, when this band came along and I put reckoning, I can't remember what was the first album, but I remember South Central Rain, Don't Go yeah. Back to Rockville. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, when I heard REM, I was like, that wow, is what is I want to do. That yeah. is the kind of me. If I, if I can write music like that, yeah. I, uh, it's just, it's just too good. Matter of fact, uh, what, that last time we did a recording, I, I did that song Greyhound Line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, that's that, that exactly a, what I thought about. When that we, song we were, was a was, is yeah. a takeoff on Don't Go Back to Rock. Yeah, you know, that's where yeah. that was inspiration for that. So REM was a great band that that just unbelievable. Uh, got to see them twice. I'm, I'm sure yep. both times probably with you. I don't know. Uh, but I saw them at the yeah. Orpheum. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw them. I don't think you were on that train. I saw them at Mud Island. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I saw them at Ole Miss and somewhere else. I can't remember. I saw them at, uh, the Orpheum on the reconstruction tour and they, that's, okay. they hadn't really broke big yet. Yeah. And so. Yeah. The, the, they're playing music over the PA, and I look up, and I don't really know them that well. Yeah, they're just walk before the show. They're just walking around the crowd, talking to people. Right. You know, yeah, just meeting people, talking. And well, Fables and, and, of the Reconstruction. Now, I, that that took yeah. it to another level. But REM, yeah. they influenced me because that that guitar sound, that, yes, that, uh, uh, that Rick sound. Uh, yeah, 
I didn't care. The, 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 the melodies are good, but nobody knew what Michael Stipe was saying. I had not a clue. Yeah. Still don't know. Well, Matter of fact, they, they, that's when they got to stinking is when you could, you started to understand what oh, man. Michael Stipe was saying. What was that first? Shiny Happy People was it for me. When, when Shiny oh, Happy it. People forget came it. out, I was, I was to, done. Yeah. Man, I was not shiny and I was not happy when that album came <laughs> Uh, man, I'm, and, and I'm, and, and, um, dude, for me, like the, uh, even in those early albums, you had some complexities in the, in the harmonies and the vocal lines where, you know, Mike Mills would sing. Oh, man. Alternative lines to, to Michael Stipe. And man, his bass. Yes. I'm going to tell you what, man. Uh, I mean, I've always liked Peter Buck's guitar playing because oh, of the yes. simplicity and the center. But man, Mike Mills made that band. You're His right. bass playing You're right. is what took those songs to a whole other level. You know, well, you know, <clears throat> most great bands are. Uh, it, it, it's the, the secret is this chemistry. Yeah, that's and right. You take, right. Most time, you take one member out, and it's never yep. going to be the same. Yeah. Uh, no matter who it is. Now, some people right. like the Rolling Stones. You lose Brian Jones. You get uh, somebody else in there, Mick Taylor, whoever. And it's to, it's it, they they have success, but it's not the same band. You just the Rolling the Stones, yeah. right. uh, uh, Brian Jones, pre and post. It's a different band. Uh, right. When Bill Berry left REM, uh, yeah. he had a yeah. they were in. They were on tour somewhere in the world, and, and he had an aneurysm, almost yeah. died, and that was it. He was done. Yeah. They were never the same. And he's the drummer. He, yeah. he wasn't creating melody. Right. He wasn't right. singing harmonies. Yeah. But it was. It, they were never the same after that. That's right, yeah. And that uh, heavier stuff's good, too. But that's what I, that influential me is that that clean sound, yes. that, that country twang. They came out of Athens, Georgia. They still live there. Uh, well, I, I would say, you know, like this, like this album um, – is my favorite album of their early oh, stuff. Yeah. It's man, it's just from start to finish is is good. In fact, I was uh, I listened to it the other day. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I listened I, to it all I, the way through. When I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to uh, extend my life, so I walk every morning, and so I oh, listened yeah. to all of yeah. Reckoning the other day. Yeah. Man, I uh, I actually had this one on my list too, and I'm like, man, I'm so glad you're putting it on yours because now that'll <laughs> free me Bring up you up for to something, put else. something else on there. Because man, uh, and, and and man, this is the other thing. Like when when REM came out. It wasn't alternative music. It was college music. College you remember music. that? College, actually, college, uh, Billboard had the college charts. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and which then, came, became alternative. And I don't know what it is now. Just yeah. Garbage, and, I guess. And for me, I, I kind of discovered chart. this, you know, right around junior high. So if you're listening to REM, that was what all the cool kids were doing. You know, yeah, they were yeah. listening to stuff that wasn't on the radio. Yeah. You know, REM yeah. was, yeah. you had to know somebody that had heard them and that was what was so cool. Right. About it. You, know you, you, I mean? did, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get it on TV or anything. No, it, was, uh, it was underground stuff. That Casey, album was released. Casey Kasem April. didn't have this on the no, list. No, <laughs> he did not play South Central Rain or Radio Free Europe. You know? yeah, uh, right, yeah. April 9th, 1984, that came out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great album. All right. I, what's your next one? All right. Here we go. Now, this is, uh, I think this is a group that you haven't listened to that much, but man, well, I'll play it. Everybody's going to know what it is. Dude, first half a second of the song, you know exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. Who does? <clears throat> a Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. What do you say, man? What do you, what do you say about these Dude, guys? Man, I still get hyped up when I hear that. Like when I'm wearing the car, if it comes on, it's, oh, it's going. It's going. Jamming. It's going to eleven. <laughs> right. Well, my and, and, and I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting that part after the bridge. Man, so you know, as I was making this list, I was thinking about 
how many of these things I got from somebody else, you know, because I think, you know, uh, Brandon Bingham, you know, we've talked about him yep. before. He was like, he, you know, he said, he was I'm going to have to talk about him in a minute. Yeah, it's yeah right. he, I, he was a pusher, man. He, 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 I don't know where he got all this stuff from. I don't know where, I, 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 where. Where do you think I got REM? I don't know. Right. Well, that's I, what I was going to say. I, I don't think, know. I don't I know think who that, did that. Man, for this one, uh, this was my cousin Greg's favorite album. And he, mm-hmm. he played it all the time. You know, they would come over in the summers. and we'd I can see Greg in a Rush t-shirt right now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, so man, when I got, and man for, uh, uh, Rush was probably the first like rock band that I bought an album of before that I was listening to classical stuff like Christopher Parkening and all that. And so this was like my gateway into, you know, rock and those kind of things. And popular uh, music. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and Rush was, uh, I think the thing though, that, that got me with Rush is, is that their music was a little bit more complicated. You know, they're yeah. doing odd time signatures and. And that's where we get you and I are, you, you and I are complete opposite. Cause yes. you, yeah, I, mean, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. You're more intellectual. I'm, I'm more not intellectual and you're, you're more uh, <laughs> well, accomplished as a musician and I'm, I'm three chords. Uh, the well, first I Rush I ever had was Caressa Steel and I'm like, yes. what in the world is this? <laughs> A, so, a whole album side is one song. What that is, is that? a crazy album. That, that album is nuts, man. I had a yeah. cousin. I had a cousin named Johnny, and he just passed away the last couple of years. But uh, <laughs> you know, I was in his house, my grandmother's house, one day, and he. And I, remember, I remember that brown cover. Yeah. And he puts his yeah. own, and I'm and I'm thinking like, what in the world? What is are this? you listening to? <laughs> yeah, caress of steel. What does that even mean? So yeah, if somebody if somebody would put on Tom Sawyer or Spirit of radio or something like that like yeah. oh okay yeah okay, but my yeah, first introduction good, yeah. was was wow. progressive steel so. man that is a hard cut that is a hard <laughs> cut dude and man movements you, uh, i mean the songs it, the, the, yeah. it has movements yes. like yeah. a like a classical piece yeah. you know overtures what other band during that era has a song called by tour and the snow dog <laughs> yeah really i mean and, and you gotta wonder how how did the record company let them get away with stuff like yes, this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. hey, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're 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 bringing our new album in to release. Uh, 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 yeah, well, it's only got four songs on it. Uh, one song yeah. is a whole album side. Yeah, how, how do they even get that pushed through? Oh man, well, and, and if uh, and if you go and listen to Rush's first album, it's all just a rip off of Led Zeppelin. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's Heartbreaker. Oh, that's okay. you know, When the Levee Breaks. Oh, that, yeah. you know, so when they came out. They were just, you know, they were just hardcore ripping, you know, uh, you well, know, moving pictures. They were hitting their stride. It, yeah. It, Tom mean, Sawyer's moving, moving pictures, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 The, yeah. This, this album is moving pictures and this is where they really, you know, this is where they pulled out and said, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is what we're doing now. So yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was an influential album for a lot of people. Well, that, all three positions in the band masters uh, at their craft, um, uh, of course, we always said Neil Peart, but I understand it's Neil Peart, but I've been saying yeah. it so long. But, uh, I mean, when you're laying a – first of all, I don't know if the, e- e- any of those three would have worked. You're talking about chemistry no, in, in any yeah, other band. No, there's no way. Yeah, there's no who's way. Gonna, yeah. Who's going to – who's going to – maybe some kind of uh, yes – yeah. Some kind of progressive yeah. rock. Maybe yeah. Neil could, the professor could make, but, but they were custom made for each yeah, other. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Those two, well, Alex and Getty, they don't know what to do with themselves anymore. Cause I mean, well, and, and, you know, and, and, and Neil was writing lyrics based on Tolkien and sci-fi novels and the craziest stuff ever, you know? 
but the, you know, but the, to me, the, the thing about it is, you know, Alex Lifeson is still one of my favorite guitar players. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love him is, well, and let me put it in the context of, you know, like, Pert, he, Pert, Pert, he is a master. You know, I mean, he's he's on all the top lists, you know, top five rock drummers of all. Yeah. Getty yeah. Lee, bass player, top five, all the lists, coming in one room. Alex Lifeson, if you really listen to what he's playing, he sounds like he picked up the guitar yesterday and doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And he's at any moment, he's just about to come off the rails. And you know? that is a lot of your style. That's what I love about it. Yeah. That's a, that, yeah. Cause, yeah. cause it's like, it's like, here is what, here's what I would play. This makes sense. Yeah. This is the same thing the bass players play and this is the melody. Yeah. And this is what I would do. And, and you were, you were, and that's going to be your influence. Like he influenced you that you're going to, you're going to take it and, 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 and Maybe it doesn't work, but you're going to bend it and you're going to get there. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and and yeah. Uh, and uh, also Vernon Reed. Uh, oh man, uh, listen, uh, I struggled not to put a Living Color album on here because yeah. man, they were. Oh man, when I tell that people album, about yeah. you, when I tell people about Stacy, because you know I, 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 what a guitar player you are, all I can say is I, I was like, only place I could. Cause he could play classical, play jazz, but play, but, but turn him loose. Take, take the leash off his collar. And I'm going to say Vernon Reed. Yeah. 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 yeah that was, that was, uh, cause yeah, it's, that, it's so, that, it's freedom. Yeah. It's freedom. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. mean, you just absolutely well, it's when you like, play live. We'd, we'd do something. You're over there. got the mic stand running it down your neck, you know, <laughs> uh, dive bombing. And uh, well, that's, that's where, you know, like, 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 Alex Lifeson stayed within some parameters and he would kind of get on that verge of going, man, Vernon Reed was right from the word go. I don't care. I don't care what key yeah. we're in. We're going to go, you know, yeah. I, man. I, yeah. I, I love yeah. that. Just that so the, the, I, I've never thought about it to now, but those two are. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Each other. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. good. And, and the, and, and the only reason that I love to do that is because I can't play with the precision of Eric Johnson, which we'll talk yeah. about here in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I'm, I'm just not good enough to do that stuff. So you can fake it. <laughs> Well, it's like, hey, if you were hand, if you were hand lettering a poster, yeah. If you were hand lettering a right. poster, if you try to make the letters perfect yeah, by hand, no it's going to look awful. Yeah. But if you go in there and do some slashing and some like that's uh, right. splatter, it's like, oh man, like, that's cool. Yeah, that's so right. that's you can go in there and try to play it perfect, or <laughs> you can just yank on that uh, that whammy bar till you get you pull it till you get there. You know? that's right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. All right, man. Here we go. I got, I got you. This is a, this is number three for you. I think is it yeah. number three? Yeah, that's where we're at. Here we go. And I picked this one because oh, I didn't know yeah. if everybody would know this song. I remember Bunk and Jack and Johnny playing the song like it's yesterday. Oh yeah. And then we and then we played this one for a while too. You know? Yeah, we did play this song. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. We oh, did yeah, play absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that is you too. And and you, I, I again, REM. I can't remember really where I came in. And War. What happened with a lot of these bands? We'd get into like War, and then go back and find October. Yes. And yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Other things, but that is you too. War came out February twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three. And I again, think I think I think War is the album. 
that blew up because it had Sunday Blood and Sunday. Uh, and, then, and then, like you're saying, people found the old right, albums. Right. That. Yeah. Uh, went back, I Will Follow. I Will Follow was the first time. I, yeah. Here's how I discovered you, too. I do remember how I discovered them. Uh, you know, back in Corinth, uh, uh, the Margie Gregg Try High Wild Girls Club, they brought in bands every home game. We had live oh, yeah. bands. We had a dance. Yeah. No DJ. Yeah. They were yeah. And I, was, I, I showed up at a dance one night at, at Skateland, and they had a DJ, and I went back and got my money back. Went home. I told him, said, I got a record player at home. I said, I want to see a live band. I'm not yeah. paying to hear some guy. To, can you believe that people pay money to hear a guy spin records? Right. But there for a while in the, in the uh, mid 80s, uh, early 80s, uh, uh, these bands were coming through and two or three of them played I Will Follow. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and they'd, na, 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 yeah. na, 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 And I'm, I would stop. I'm like, what is that? Is that? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Th- I think that's how I heard them. But War, uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday's on that. Yeah. Uh, when I got to see them a few years ago, they opened with Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you, you, REM, and, and people got their own opinion and everything, but this is just our time. And I, I, I believe. I believe what I'm saying is factual. Those two bands changed a lot of things. They, oh, absolutely. REM, they yeah. At one point, people like you and I, you'd say, hey, what's your favorite band? REM, U2. Yeah. REM and U2. That, yeah, you know, that's right. Because yeah. they, were, they were doing something different and totally different. Edge was taking them somewhere yeah. else. Listen. Well, you Again, know, if I could write songs like them, that, oh, that would gosh. be, you know, and I've tried and it's not easy. Well, you know, and uh, I mean, I think our whole list, except for my weird Hooked on Classics thing, you know, it's very guitar-centric. Uh, yeah. Because for me, every one of these, there's a guitar player that was really influential, you know, right. that, that did something that, you, you, like you're saying, you hear it and you're like, what the heck is going on? Because for me, you know, it was, I came into U2 on um, The Unforgettable Fire. I, mm-hmm. th- that was the gateway in. And man, the, the song Wire on that and the, uh, like, Indian Summer Sky, yeah. dude, Edge is doing some stuff with the delay that people are, you know, he doesn't even know. Every delay How manufacturer in America owes him money. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know this, too. Um, everybody that's leading some kind of worship band today Absolutely. that's got an electric guitar, they're, they're trying to sound like the edge. They don't, but, you know, a lot ambience, of, but, but they don't we're know. So, we're so far removed yeah. from it, they that's don't right. even know it's the edge they're trying that's to exactly sound like. That's exactly right, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of guitar players don't give edge uh, any respect. No. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, and you know, and, and I, I identify with it. You, do you know why you two didn't do cover songs? No, uh-uh. because they couldn't do cover. Because he couldn't they, play them. Yeah, they okay. couldn't yeah, play them. They weren't. Yeah. Gonna, and and you know, uh, the greatest musician I've ever personally known. Uh, uh, you would be the most technical and, and the most proficient, but far as uh, creative, is Bump. Oh yeah, no, uh, no doubt. Yeah, I, I, no I, doubt. And I man, I, I could weep because the the potential that was lost when we lost him. I yeah. love that guy. But he told me one time, he said, you could take two guitar lessons and you'd be worthless because oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, was doing yeah. I was doing uh, figures with my fingers and doing yeah. things that didn't make sense. And a lot of times it makes sense, but you could put something with it to make it make sense. Yeah. And the edge, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. You two ought to do an album called Necessity. <laughs> oh, man, that's, yeah. They they got their sound and 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 his sound and their their uh, their catalog their 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 I guess just their sound yeah out of necessity they didn't know how yeah. to play uh, Jimi Hendrix they didn't know how to play That's the right. Beatles yeah. now, later on they got better I saw I saw um, I saw a little video with the Edge it's been a couple of years ago now 
he was talking about how to play some of his parts and whatnot. And and before I saw this, like you could kind of get like the 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 delays dialed in, and mm-hmm. you know some of the stuff to kind of get sound like him. But there was something about his sound that you, I I could never figure out what it was. And in the video, he said, "This is the trick." There is a certain pick that he uses. It's really? one manufacturer, and he turns it around because the pick has ridges on it. Wow! And when you scrape the string, the ridges make like a rasping sound that a regular wow. guitar pick won't make. And when he did it, I, I had a pick that was similar to it. I went up, did it. Like, oh my gosh! Are you? You know? Wow! I could have sat around did for a thousand years. And would have never wow. figured out that, that that was what was creating that. You know, and the other thing is, you know, he would uh, he would layer, you know, five or six guitar parts. And one of them would just be him scratching the strings. Right. You know, with nothing going on. So it gave it that, man, it just gave it that intensity. I saw one of those shows, uh, like, <clears throat> I can't remember. They, they used to have it on VH1 where they would be in front of the board. With the oh, original. like classic albums. Yeah. And they, yeah. I saw them do, uh, it was, I don't know if it was that show, but they did a similar thing. And yes. they had... Streets that have no name playing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's on the album? I don't remember. Let's just say the, the, the tracks that wound up on the album, let's just say it was 28 tracks you. Yeah. Yeah. They are, there's 48 tracks Filled of up. things yeah. recorded <laughs> right. and they, yeah. nope. It's, it's like yeah. painting. It's like painting a picture. Yeah. Oh, nope. Not red. No, not, nope. Don't yeah. take that. Don't do that. Cover that up. And, and, and they're like, oh, they get to a place. One, of them, uh, it might have been that one had a totally different beat. Yeah, uh, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even the same beat. Right. Uh, and, and and so yeah, the edge might put it. Out. But you know, there's a phrase you talk about that pick. Uh, you know, I had a guy tell me I, I, I can't remember who it was. I don't want to say because it might have been who it was. But the, and you've heard it before. The tone is in the bone. That's right. Yeah, I, that's absolutely. I'm gonna tell you. I used to think that was nonsense, but I've seen people play the exact same rig. The exact same guitar, yeah, yeah. the exact same song. That's right. The exact same way. Yeah. And it does not sound the same. It doesn't sound the same. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's something to that. And, but anyway, the, back to what we're doing, that influenced me. I wanted to write like them, not necessarily lyrics. Yeah. I wanted to write that kind oh, of song. Oh man. Dude, uh, I wore it. Went, and again, this, this one, it's, it's, it's on my list, you know, and I, I had, uh, I had Unforgettable Fire on there. I thought, well, wait a minute, you're, you're putting this one on. So that frees me up for another track. But man, like, uh, the other thing that I remember at U2 is the year that Unforgettable Fire came out, uh, Van Halen 1984 came out. I, I think Unforgettable Fire came out in 83 and. Yeah, right, right in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, uh, the Van Halen came and, you know, we're going to get to Van Halen here in a little bit, but you know, mm-hmm. before that, Everybody was trying to figure out how to do the tapping and the hiddly hiddly. Then when Unforgettable Fire came out, everybody was trying to get their hands on a digital delay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so for me, it's like. Before that, it was David Gilmore. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly. Tr- right. Trying to get the lead breaking comfortably now. <laughs> yes. Get that sound. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, trying, they're trying to get but, their Marshall stuff. And people, <laughs> people are sick of you too because, you know, they gave you a free. I, I, I'm running into people get, they're angry because you two gave them a free album. I was like, I mean, people give me free stuff. I remember when they they they, they yeah. oh, I remember that. Yeah. and uh, and everything. But here's the thing: this can't be challenged. What I'm about to say: there is no <laughs> band that has stayed relevant as that's, long that's as true. this band. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the Rolling Stones will still get together with yeah. uh, with uh, actually now two original members, Richards yeah. and Jagger. But uh, uh, 
and they can go out and fill up stadiums. But yeah. as far as new music and stuff, now U2's last few albums, they, to me, they're kind of weak. Yeah. I, yeah. I would love to produce them. I yeah. would love to engineer or something, and and I'd, I'd have a studio, and I'd I'd bring in a, a, a drum set, yeah. a, a bass rig. Uh, I'd let the hedge have some of his toys, yeah, and yeah. and that's it. Get get away from the synths. Yeah. Get, get some get get nasty. Get get in a, a basement somewhere in Queens or something, and eat yeah. eat uh, eat street tacos and, and get your grit back to that's you. That's right. Yeah, but uh, but they they, they, they got too they, slick and clean, man. Yeah. Well, that yes. that's where you know uh, one one of my one of my memories is is when uh, Octung Baby came out. Oh and, my god! We got I'm it. Shock. We got it and went to your house. And uh, you put it on, and the, your immediate thing was, "Oh my gosh, I think my speakers are busted." <laughs> and they said that they want like, the, the bass is like the, it in your speaker. They recorded it, the, you know. Yes. <laughs> I was like, "What in the world is going on?" One of these every every album when they really started breaking new ground, and it began with the Unforgettable Fire. I heard yeah. Unforgettable Fire, and I'm like, what is, what is, what is happening? Yeah. And then Octune Baby was just, you know, they recorded it in Berlin. It's like this house yeah. music uh, dance. Yeah. And then, then it, you know, pop. I mean, it yeah. got a, uh, she wore a lemon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it just, what? it just got nuttier and nuttier. Where are we and going? Nuttier. Yeah. Yeah. But they, well, they know, were breaking new ground, you know? They, and, and, you know, and they're in that like formative period, you know, they were, Working with uh, Brian Eno, Brian and Daniel Lanois, Daniel you know, and Daniel Lanois was always pushing, you know, like man, yeah. let's let's go and record. A lot of that craziness know. came out of the uh, started with Eno, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because <clears throat> yeah. Eno was just a nut, man. All right, you go. All right, here we go. Here, here's my. Let's see. Let me see where I am. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here's my uh, another classic. Oh. So, dude, what so, tone? What oh, man, the tone. tone. And, man, like the, the <clears throat> precision of his him picking, you know, and he groups his notes into groups of five, which gives it that rolling weird. So, man, I don't know if you remember this or not, but, man, so many of us, or at least I did, we saw him on Austin City Limits before, yes. before he put an album out. Yes. And, you know, he came out of he had that band. He had that band jacket on. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, yeah. Uh, was that the well? The, the the first time was when he had his punk cut. He he had like okay. a shaved cut okay. with long hair the, and the like band a, a jacket was the jacket. second time the, on the, there. It was the second time, yeah. <clears throat> but the first time was right before he put out his first album. You know, and this is you know this is on WKNO. The mm -hmm. and you turn on Austin City Limits. It was it was Willie Nelson the week before. This week we turned it on, and that's what you heard. And I Eric remember being like. Johnson. What the heck, you know? Eric Johnson. Oh yeah, and then uh and then we had like bootlegs and whatnot, you know, so yeah, man, Eric Eric Johnson. You uh, you definitely you definitely turned me on to Eric Johnson. Yeah. And uh yeah. he's on he's on my that 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 Spotify playlist great songs. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cliffs of Dover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh what's what's the uh one he, one he sings it on the uh so it's a it's a love song. It's a girl's oh, name. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I love you. Oh, gosh, what is that? I can't think of it either. 
He's got a great voice. Yeah. And I, and you know, and I don't know if you've seen, um, my desert rose. Yeah. 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 Desert Desert Rose. rose. Yeah. There's a there was a tour that he was on where they were playing all Hendrix. I don't know if you saw any of that. I've seen him play Hendrix, dude. Before. When he gets on Hendrix, it is you know it's it's man. It's, now I, it's, I, it's I would be stuff. curious. I wish I wish we could get feedback from everybody of I, what percentage of people do we know that we you say Eric Johnson? They go I I, I don't have he, any idea. Yeah, does he right. d- does does he does he play basketball? Is he, <laughs> right. is he on the yeah. Lakers? Who yeah. is Eric Johnson? Right. <laughs> Oh, Eric man. Johnson is the total, but I never think of Eric Johnson. But thinking about our friend, we talked about. I believe you not talking about uh, uh, Lanny. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh Lanny from yeah. yeah, and he uh, he passed away the other day. But uh, he sold an amp to what amp was that? That Eric Johnson had a bunch of them on stage. A little Fender. I th- I think it was a Fender Twin that he sold. Fender Twin or a Princeton or, or something. Uh, yeah, it could have been a Princeton. I think he like I think he collected a lot of a lot of those yeah. Fender apps, but I think he had an affinity for the little pr- the two yes. Princetons or yeah. something. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh and La- and 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 Lanny bought stuff at a uh uh at a uh, music store in Texas yeah. that that uh, Eric, Johnson Eric Johnson also yeah. uh, shopped at, yeah. and the owner put them together, and that was always a like, but I know a dude that sold an amp to Johnson. Eric Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. And, man and, and you remember, man, we used to go hang out at Lanny's and play. Dude, oh, yeah. his collection of guitars. I remember he amps. had a B.B. King loose. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, that's what I remember most. Couldn't hardly play a lick. You know no, I'm he's saying? like me. He's like me. I have a house full of guitars, and I can play Smoke on the Water. You know? Yeah, exactly. It was such good times, man. He reminded me of me in that way, although I think he was a little better than I am. <laughs> All right, man. Let's see. We got Johnson. Let's see. This is the big oh. bomb. All right. Yeah, man. Here we go. I mean, following up Johnson with a little bit of this action right here. Come on. And with that, the whole world changed. Right there. Talk about my children, Sarah Ann, but she's little. She loved to hear eruption. Really? Oh, yeah. She wanted to me to uh, play eruption for her. Well, you know, man, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Eddie died not too long ago. Neil Peart died not too long ago. Man, when, when, when they died, like for me, that was, that was almost like a part of my childhood. Yes. Or like adolescence what? Like, went away with them, you know? Pull over to the side of the road for a second. This yeah. is going to be a long show. Um, no, actually, we're what, doing what, pretty what good. What entertainer, what, 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 let's just, let's limit it to musicians. Yeah. Their passing hits you the worst. That bothered you the most, because I mean, we, we, you and I are not going to bend out of shape more yeah. than somebody we don't know. But right. a couple of them kind of, you know, it, it got to me just a little bit. Who? Anybody for you? Uh, yeah, I, uh, Neil Pert yeah. was was one because I just listened to him so much. But the the big one for me, and he's going to be on my list here in just a minute, was was Hedges. Uh, when 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 Hedges that got was shocked out of the, yeah, it was a shock. It came out of nowhere, and 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 for me. You know, I don't feel like Hedges. I feel like he was just getting going. Oh, you know? absolutely. He was me, and, and and he was just yeah. So when Michael Hedges died, that was a 
that was a shocker. Uh, that one. Well, that we'll, we'll save him for later because I have yeah, yeah. to say about him too. What? Uh, what, uh, what about uh, you, uh, Neil? Yeah. was a shocker. Yeah. But the two that really bothered me, Prince bothered me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, because right. it, it just bothered me. that, that yeah. It's like, you know, Prince is no longer in the world making music. Yeah. But the one that really affected me a lot was Tom Petty. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Because yeah. Tom Petty was just a, he was a great American singer songwriter. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the, those, those really bother me, but how did we I get know off you of saw that? that documentary about him about, uh, Oh yes. It's like three hours long. Yeah. And it yeah, seems it's like it was 15 minutes. Yeah. Back to, back to Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that where we, we are? I don't know. Yeah, how did, uh, how did, how did was, I get there? That was Van Halen. Uh, Van Halen one eruption from Van Halen. Eruption. I mean, Van that Halen was came the thing out, that changed uh, everything. Came out February tenth. This yeah. Friday, this Friday, Van Halen's debut album will be forty five years old. Wow! And I, here, I, I, we could talk about this all day. What What can you say about Eddie Van Halen that hasn't been said? Yeah. But we can't appreciate right now how things changed with that album. Yeah, and I got to thinking. You correct me if I'm wrong, but most guitar heroes were blues based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clapton, right, right. Age, yeah. Hendrix, yeah. Uh, list goes on. They're all going to have that blues yeah. foundation. Where did this come from? Yeah, Where, right. I mean, he came in, and it's not just the tapping. It, it's it's his style. Right. Listen to Eddie Van Halen. Forget his lead breaks, which they speak for themselves. Listen to songs, what he's doing in between the beats, yes. yeah. uh, his rhythm. And, and I finally Man. read an article. Somebody talked about that the other day yeah. of Eddie Van Halen, the rhythm player. Yes. Dude, his just his playing – you know, to support the song, that's where, to me, some of his real genius is. Yes. The stuff. Where, where I might hit a, <clears throat> a, 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 a D on the beat, two, three, four, G. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Eddie Van Halen is doing some kind of slide up the neck. Yeah. He's adding in some kind of finger picking in between, and, 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 yeah. and some, and a lot of times it's at a weird time signature what yeah, he's is. doing yeah. in between yeah. the beat stuff. So, uh, but the whole world changed. People now, think that uh, guitar has always been played this way. Uh, every metal guitar yeah. player today owes something to him. Yeah. Um, just incredible. But that album, uh, like I've heard, you know, professional musicians that were popular and, and, and uh, were doing well commercially yeah. that they sat down. It's like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole, the, the world stood still just yeah. for a minute. Well, and I think, you know, I, I think almost, you know, probably nine out of eight or eight out of 10 of these albums, they all have something that's very innovative about them, mm -hmm. you know, because, because to me, the other, the other thing I think about Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen is he was always chasing a tone. And so, you know, his Frankenstrat, you know, he, mm -hmm. he went and made his own guitar from mm -hmm. bits and pieces to get the right stuff together, right. you know, that he wanted to get. The kind of thing that he was chasing in that thing, you know, and and even if if you listen to Eruption, talking about the influences, man, to me that that thing you hear, you hear a little bit of blues, you even hear a little boogie woogie type kind of rhythm that mm -hmm. he's doing, anything. Mm -hmm. But then he goes into these classical arpeggios, yes. you know, yes. and yes. then he pulls that back around to like some hardcore metal type, and he just 
he he mixed all that together to where it became its own new thing, you know. If he would have been born in the 1700s, he would have been a classical composer. Yeah, for sure. It went, you know, and that that's where he started. He started. He would have been a madman. You know? Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, uh, well, I kind of lost my train of thought, but he 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 played that way. You know, he started out as a piano player. Yeah, and yeah. and he till the day he died, he couldn't read a note of music. Right. Yeah. But he won guilds and competition. Yeah. Uh, his he would watch his piano teacher. He would watch his piano teacher play a, a piece, yeah. and then he would just emulate it. Yeah. And his yeah. piano pe- teacher never knew that Eddie couldn't read. Couldn't read it. Yeah. A yeah. note of music. Well, and plus, man, I mean, he's got a great ear. You can tell. Yeah. You know, he can yeah. hear something and play it. You know. Uh, he, that's he, just. Uh, there's no other word. There's not yeah. many. Like we talk about. We talk about Eric Johnson. What a great guitar player. But yeah. Eric Johnson didn't change the world. No. Uh-uh. Uh, uh-uh. Eric Clapton didn't change the world. Right. Jimi Hendrix changed the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, and then this guy comes along and, yeah. and, uh, Edge to some degree. Yeah. Changed the way yeah. the guitar yeah. sounds and play. Right. But, uh, so yeah, influence. Well, and, and, not that and, I, I, I and the ahead. other thing on that, you know, on this album, like if you listen to, uh, like the first song, uh, Running with the Devil, mm-hmm. you know, they're like tuned down a half step. Mm-hmm. Because you know Eddie wanted a hard, you know he he wanted it to hit a little bit harder, a little darker. He realized, yeah, a little darker. If I can hit, and he tunes it down, and that's that's why that thing, that, you know, that's why a lot of those songs they just yeah. got all this grit to them, yeah. you know. So you know that was the precursor to what a lot of these guys are doing, playing these seven nine string guitars where you can tune you listen it down to those, low and you listen to those <laughs> first albums, the debut album Van Halen two, yeah. uh, Fair Warning, and Women and Children first. Those th- that's the holy grail of those yeah. albums. Uh, I would encourage anybody that's listening. We have a lot of musicians listening. Just go get on YouTube and, and Google those songs, yeah. Mean Streets, just, just yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and, and don't worry about Eddie's lead. It's going to speak for itself. Listen <laughs> to what he's doing in the background. Yes. Yeah. This guy, the guy was an innovator, man. He, yeah. he's just one of a kind. So well, what you was, got? And he, oh, go ahead. And, I'm sorry. And go he, ahead. And he, he, to me, you mentioned Hendrix. He was very similar to Hendrix that way. Yeah. You know, one of the things that made Hendrix was his rhythm playing and the way he would sing and then fill in with his guitar work. There's just unbelievable. And he did the same thing. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he was doing yeah. those, you know, oh yeah. So some good stuff. Now, here, man, I'm going to take us about to the other extreme, <laughs> about as far away from that as we can get. But it's, but it's, um, yeah, here you go. Oh, Aerial Boundaries. Is that right? Yeah, this, yeah, this is Hedge's Aerial Boundaries. And, you know, it, it's a shame that we don't have a video so you can see what he's doing while he's playing this. Because that was the thing where... You know, the first time you saw Hedges playing, it's like, what is he doing? I don't even understand what he's doing, you know. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, and, this, and this is one take. Everybody listen to this. This isn't multi-track. Yeah. yeah. This is one take. I, I'll wait that, 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 that constant, that is his left hand on the neck. That's him on his heart guitar, right? No, that's just a regular. That's regular guitar. guitar? Yeah, because you know he he was his EQ. He, he can down. EQ a guitar like. Oh man, come on! Yeah, and he you know, he was he was one of the first acoustic players to really bring all kind of weird alternative tunings in. You know, so that yeah, his, yeah. his low E is tuned way down on that. Uh, but I remember I, again. This is this is Brandon Bingham. I remember going up into his room. Uh, you got it from first, him, and I got it from yeah, you. From one of the first times, you know, I met Brandon 
Brandon had an awesome vinyl collection up there. And, you know, and he loved, you know, me coming up. I'm like, right, hey, man, have you heard this? I'm like, no, I ain't heard that. Put it on. And I remember when he put this on, I was like, oh, what is going on? You know, we just sat there and listened to that whole album all the way through, you know. And, man, Hedges changed everything. I mean, I, yeah. uh, you know, again, we're talking about these people that, that really innovated in a way that changed the art uh, after they made their influence. And Hedges is definitely I, 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 I get tired of being an apologist for Michael Hedges. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what makes me even matter. People say, oh, this, this could, man, listen, this guy played this acoustic. Yeah, I'm like, what? yeah. That's and Hedges, all, man. Yeah, and, and all this hedges. slapping and, and go, tapping. Hedges? Who is Hedges? And, man, and I'm telling you what, I, I, apart from some guys like Andy McKee and, you know, some of the modern Hedges incarnations, man, you, you listen to them and they, they don't have the melodic and harmonic content that, that Hedges has, you know, because Hedges wasn't writing stuff. They have the sound. mechanics. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They've got the mechanics, but they don't have the mu- musicality. I know, you know, I know exactly. It's in, it's almost Hedges, intangible. Yeah, yeah. Hedges Hedges was not writing stuff to be cool and good. He was writing songs on guitar. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, the thing has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And some of his melodies are just you know yes. phenomenal. But but that album, Aerial Boundaries. Oh yeah. That is one that, you know, I've taught guitar lessons for a few people over the years, and I'm like, this is required listening. you got to go and listen to this thing all the way, you know, from beginning to end uh, to get on with it. So, so yeah, yeah, Hedges. And I think we've talked about Hedges on here before. So, you know, Man, what, you know we saw, what we saw we him. Say? Uh, we saw him that oh. I, only, I only saw him that once. Uh, oh, really? At, He's, yeah, okay. I, I don't think – I think I only saw him that once. I don't know. I saw him at, uh, at, the, uh, at the New Daisy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Daniel Bill. Yeah. And when I, whenever I think, when you started playing that song, my mind went straight to seeing him live. Yeah. And the, how that guitar was EQ'd. Yeah. That, that he could take an acoustic guitar and you feel it in your chest like a yeah. kick drum. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. sound was Unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Incredible. And he had a, again, just like, uh, Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, nobody thinks about Eric Johnson's voice. Eric Johnson had a beautiful voice or has a beautiful voice. Right. Hedges, yeah. Hedges had a beautiful. Oh, sorry. Had a beautiful, listful voice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a whisper of, uh, it's, I understand Bobby McFerrin gave him vocal. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask if you knew that he, yeah, he, he yeah. took vocal lessons from Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but as far as like you could say that is, is the, the acoustic guitar. I didn't know this till David Crosby uh, died last week. That David Crosby and and Hedges were friends and had yeah. collaborated. Yeah, uh, I did not know that. Uh, on on Hedges' album Taproot, he, he has a song called. Um, uh, it's a it's a E. E. Cummings poem. My mind just went blank. Uh, it's going to come back to me. I used to have tap. I may still have taproot. Yeah, uh, it's the um, I carry your heart. Uh, that's that's you know Crosby and Stills all singing back up on, on that song. Okay. Him. Yeah, uh, if I remember right. But yeah, yeah, they were there. And you know, it's really interesting if you listen to Hedges, you can hear part of 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 his uh, influence on Hedges. Because th- wow. there's some things that he did on acoustic that's very Hedges-esque, you know, the way wow. he would strum and, and do, like, some partial rhythmic stuff. Yeah, so wow. it, 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 I'm pretty well, sure. When he, he died, really- I didn't know. I, I, I'm on a, a, a Michael Hedges uh, 
Facebook page. Uh, oh yeah, and, uh, uh-huh. and, yeah. And, and and they had stuff on there about him and Crosby. I was like, I had no idea. No oh yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, David here we Crosby go. I was got a you. Mano Kaja. Oh man, yeah, he was. <laughs> oh man, I like it. Yeah, you didn't want to cross him. Man. No, no, <laughs> get in trouble. All right, buddy. Here, here we go. Here's your let's do number it. one. Let's let's hit it. I think I got it queued up. This is those power chords, man. Before you say anything, Peter Chris on the vocals. Before you say anything else, how many people do you think listen to this podcast right now knows who that is? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Tell us what's going on. That came out September the 10th, 1975. I was in the fourth wow. grade. And I'm finally going to get to our, our uh, uh, common denominator. Uh, I'm running across the playground, and Brandon Bingham holds up the gatefold. He holds up the gatefold, and it's alive from Kiss. He goes, hey, Scotty, look at this. And I run (laughs) past him. Is this crazy? I can remember this. I can have this. I run past him, and and I saw it. So the visuals sucked me in. I saw it, and I stopped. And I went back, and I said, what is that? He said, this is Kiss. And that started my musical journey. So if I talk about albums of influence, that it. was it. Yeah. So I went and bought a live, got my mom to buy me a live. And then how went, did you get your mom I, to buy you that album? My mother, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, she was so good to me. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was my, that was, like I said earlier, I listened to a lot of 45s. We had yeah. the Temptations. Yeah. We had the Drifters. We had Otis Redding. We had George Benson. We had Tom Jones. Uh, we had all kinds of stuff in our house and 45s and we had Willie Nelson and just all kind of crazy stuff. Um, so I had this musical, musical hodgepodge, but when I heard that, and so uh, that that was my introduction into into loving, uh, you know, rock and roll music was that. Yeah. And uh, songs are simple; they're not they're not as, like me. The 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 visual and the image and the characters and the comic book part suck me in, but yeah, th- that can't keep you. I, I like right. I like the simple songs. Uh, you would have Rush on one end of the spectrum, and you would have Kiss on the other yeah. end of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, Peter Chris is a simple drummer. I play drums like Peter Chris. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a I'm not a elaborate drummer. I learned how to play guitar. You know, Ace Frehley, Paul yeah. Stanley. Yeah. Um, still, my my favorite guitar solos are not even the Eddie Van Halen type. Yeah, yeah. It, I like the more melodic. Uh, Ace is a uh, Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck clone. And uh, so his his lead breaks were always like a little song inside the song. Yeah. yeah. Was it hard? Right. No, because no, every yeah. kid in America could work them up. Yeah. But they were right. very melodic, and I yes. like that. Um so yeah, I, I did it. Bought every album, lived it. Got to see them in 1979. But Kiss Alive was is my introductory drug to popular music. That's what and put me on the road to uh, to wanting to play an instrument. I, right. I, you know, and and it, a lot of the bands that really hit it big in the 80s and 90s, uh, almost all of them say, "Well, let's put it this way. Listen to this. 
people like that era, that musicians that are now getting into their late fifties, sixties, and they maybe yeah. getting their seventy, they'll tell you that. And every every single member of Kiss would tell you they saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, yeah, yeah. and they said that's what I want to do. That's that's what kicked it off. Yeah, yeah. musicians that came along later in the eighties, nineties, Nirvana. Uh, you, you just, all of the bands of that era, they'll say what Kiss is why yeah. I picked up, you know, because yeah. you got rock and roll music with comic book imagery, yeah. what, what, you know, and so yeah, that was my well, thing. And they, and they and they they really, um, I, I I think they they might have been. I mean, you know, you had the Beatles that did some of this, but but Kiss was really about like the whole experience, you know, like exactly. the whole entertainment exactly. experience. They said they you wanted know? to put the band on a band on stage that they never got to see. Yeah. They yeah. said that we want, there's Alice Cooper, but what if there were four Alice Coopers yeah. right. on stage at right. one time? Yeah. And yeah. the Beatles, uh, they, they, they fashioned themselves after the Beatles. Right. A glam fashion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. When you saw the Beatles, they were all, Dressed alike, they were all. Yeah. You could tell this was a unit. That was same haircut, con, con, same, same haircut, oats, all that. Same, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they like, hey, we're all. The characters were different. But yeah, you could tell this was a cohesive unit. Exactly. And uh, the harmonies, they uh, uh they have a uh, uh, some of the harmonies like the Beatles, Paul and Gene. Right. They, before yeah. they made it, they they worked at Electric Lady uh, <laughs> Studios singing backups on right. on albums, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so let me tell you my, my so my, my memory of this, because you know I I I was never really into Kiss. You know, mm-hmm. listening to some of their stuff, and all, but the most vivid memory I have of the exposure to it was when I was in third grade. A uh, uh, classmate of mine named Shan McAllister sat right across, like, like like our our desk were facing one another. You know, the mm-hmm. kind that had the you know little desk with a pullout chair, and you had the mm-hmm, little, mm-hmm. and we were facing one another, and he had a Kiss Alive T-shirt. That he would mm. wear to school, you know, it had all four. You, 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 right. you, you remember oh, that yeah. T-shirt? Oh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was, I think Definitely. it was on the cover. Definitely. But I remember, I remember looking at that T-shirt, and I did not know this word until an adult. But thinking back on it, but be careful! Don't say something you shouldn't no, say. No, no, no. I, uh, uh, I didn't know this word until I was adult. And thinking back on my experience, like this is what I thought of it. That's the most transgressive thing I could possibly think of. <laughs> like, like, like in third grade, you know, cause I would see that I saw his shirt and I was like, I don't know what kind of music they're doing, but I am pretty sure the devil is involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, you know man. what I mean? I of know. Course, you know, and then you find out later because you, you, you remember. Dude, there was a big, you know, everybody was like, yeah, they're in league with the devil, you know, and oh, mamas yeah. and daddies. Well, let me tell you what, let me tell you about this. This is a good current story, if anybody will listen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how old you would have been, but they used to have like this Halloween festival in the old basketball gym. Oh, yeah. They called it like a yeah. carnival, they called it. Yeah. Okay, well, one year. I, this this is really this this predates that I think I can't remember what year it was somebody said I know some guys that could tell me but I walked in and there's racket coming from you know you remember when you walked in the door of that gym yeah. that old gym you uh-huh. say if you're on the end where the concession stand is you, you know the old basketball gym at Corinth. Yes. School, oh, yeah. Yeah. Old uh-huh. high school. And the, and the so, concession was down by the entrance. Yeah. So you walk yeah. in the door and the concession stands behind you. Yeah. Up, yeah. Up, uh, up on the side, is the, the, they would roll those bleachers back in. It was yeah. flat up there. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. On the far end. 
It yeah. was a band setup. It was Matt McCorder. <clears throat> it was Brian Curtis, who was the first rock star I ever knew. Yeah. Uh, I think the Mitchell boy was playing drums. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Brian Mitchell. And yeah. uh, I think Richard was playing with Richard Peoples. <laughs> and <laughs> and they were dressed up like Kiss. No. And, and, and Brian had a real, I don't know where he got it, but he had a real Ace costume, 75 era, like on the front of the album with those silver rings around his shoulder. No. He way. had, and, and he had a real Gibson Les Paul and he had long black hair. And I just, I like a zombie went up those steps and walked across the stage and I stood there and I think that is probably the first time I ever saw live music oh, and wow. I was transfixed. I'll never yeah. forget that. I'll never oh, forget yeah. that. And uh, well, so know, Richard and all those guys, Matt and all those guys were my heroes, yes. even though they're well, just know, a few years older than me. I, it is, it is so interesting to say that because I was thinking about this, put, putting this list together for me, like a like one of those formative experiences when I was in seventh or eighth grade, I think it may have been eighth. Yeah, probably eighth mm-hmm. grade. They had uh, like a talent show at the end of the school year every year. And I remember that year, I don't remember who it was. It was, it was some of the guys that was in the same class with me. They had a little band that played mm-hmm. and they got up and they played um, uh, Jenny, Jenny, you know, um, eight, six, seven, five, three, yeah, oh, eight, six, they got to play that. And you know, I'd grown up playing in band. You know, Do you know who it was? Who, who was? I, I'm trying. I can't remember for the life of me to remember who it was. But they got up and played that. And I remember being. And this is in the old high school auditorium. You know, with the kind of the shell type thing. Was, it, was it bumping them? No, I don't. I don't think. Well, I don't know now. I I, I don't have a clear because because this is the thing. Whoever it was came out and he had a he had a he had a sunburst strat. I remember that. So I don't remember who had that. Mm. They had a that sunburst strat and he came out and they, you can see the amps and the, and they started playing that song. That was the first time in my life that I realized, wait a minute, you mean we can do that? You know? Like you don't you don't have to be a genius from another planet. I think I think I talked my dad into get me a guitar for Christmas that year, and I'm gonna tell you what, man. When the guitar came home, the trumpet was off the schedule. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man, you talk about trumpet is no longer cool. It is not there, baby. Yeah. You what cannot... was your first guitar? Was it that Ibanez? No, my my first guitar was a PVT. Um, Don't say T60. I, no, 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 it, no. It, it was it was like the cheaper version of that. T35. Maybe it maybe it's T thirty five. I've got I've got pictures of it. And wood, I, grain. it wood grain, wood grain, wood grain. I know the guitar. Like a, like I know the cream, exact guitar you're talking about. With a cream pit guard. Uh, Bump had that T sixty man. I would love dude, to get my hands like on that guitar. That's like a classic guitar. guitar I would love to get my hands on that guitar. And I had a, uh, a PV Bandit sixty five amp. You know, we got Bump it down at the uh, what was the music store down at AVS? Oh that, no, uh, uh, show sound. Yeah, quite was that soundstage? That's soundstage. That was that it. was. Yeah. Had the guitars lined Did you ever up go like to Maxine's L. house of music up in Savannah? All the time, man. We we you know we we make trip up there every year. I the think I went with you. Were yeah. you remember that time I played that Moss right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Man, I. That's one of the great regrets of my life not buying that guitar in there. That oh night. man, those things yeah. those things are high dollar now. Yeah. They and they they went up one one time we went up they had that Steinberger. Uh, I don't remember that. You know, when know. they just had the little box body that a 
Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I remember that little, little, like, like a the, boat paddle. Yeah. Like with a trans trim on it. And, trans trim. Yeah. That, that was too much. But anyway. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah. we got to end this thing. It's gonna Nobody's going to yeah. listen to this. It's too I long. Know. All right. Here we go. This is it, man. We're, we're at the end of it. All right. Here, here's my last pick. This one, if you know what this is, I, I think you'll know who it is after a minute, but uh, you, there's no way you're going to oh. know this song uh, at all. Oh, I hope I do. <laughs> Whenever the guitar comes in, I think you might know who it is. Uh, I've got his face. Uh, big hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's this guy's name? I'm drawing. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, not Lee Rittenauer. Nope. Uh, I'm I'm seeing his face. I can't get his name. Big big afro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, what's the guy's name? I watched a video of him playing in a club not too long ago. Oh man. You want to take a guess for it, Pat I'm Matheny. Pat Matheny, yes. Pat Matheny. Pat Matheny Group, yes. Dude, and again, this man, this is Brandon, man. Brandon turned me on to Matheny. This is, uh, this is his album, uh, Still Life Talking. There, I, I really, man, like the 90s, I just listen to Matheny all the time, you know? Yeah. But this song I picked for one reason. Uh, this song is called uh, uh, Third Wind, and it, it's got like three movements in it, <laughs> But this how is long, when, how long uh, is it? It's like eight minutes long. But this is this is when Matheny. Uh, this was in an era where he was, you know, you know, Matheny started out and he was fairly standard jazz. But he had his first album was called Bright Size Life, and it was him and Jaco Pastorius. If you know oh that, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, uh, that that was Matheny's first album, and it just blew the doors off of everything because he was doing all these weird. How did those? I, I didn't know they played. Did they play together on uh, more than that, or? Yeah, uh, Matheny is the one that got Jocko famous. Like, wow, I did like not that, know like, that. Like, like, I did uh, not know uh, that. The, the, that first Matheny album where it's him and Jocko, and I can't remember he's playing drums, that was the one where they both like blew up. Like, who are these guys, you know? Because I did not know that. I only yeah. know the videos I see of him playing and the Matheny, but I didn't know yeah. that. The, I, did, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were on it. And, man, go back in – Man, and the crazy thing is, like, you go back and listen to those albums, and they are fairly, you know, complex jazz albums. I, I listened to an uh, interview with Matheny recently, and they were talking about recording those. And he was like, uh, you know, these first three albums that really set him apart. And really, you know, this is the way Miles Davis recorded a lot of the jazz guys. They would go in, they would get their charts, they would do one rehearsal, then they would record, and that was it. Mm-hmm. No punch-ins, no, you know. You're, you not got, going you back, you're not going back to fix anything. So it's just incredible. But in just this a, song, uh, just jam. In in this song, Matheny, I, I don't even know what you call this, but I'm just going to play it for you. And I remember when I heard this for the first time, I'm like, I don't. I, 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 I'm just going to play it for you. Get it going. <laughs> Is that the guitar? That's the guitar. After you told me who was playing bass, I thought it might be him. <laughs> I, when, when I heard that break the first time, I'm like, I don't even know what he's doing. You know, and, he, and would you call Matheny, that syncopated? Matheny takes like jazz and puts it together with like this avant-garde 
12 tones. Man, he is just, some of his stuff is out there. Yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, that, that's so, that's so far over my head. Yeah. I don't even know. And what I remember, I remember hearing that, like him taking that break and he's going through it. And then all of a sudden the band comes in and they're all together. How, 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 how it's one thing that? if that guy, I can do that by himself, but then <laughs> right. how do all of them get on the same page? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's nuts. We had uh, me and the best concert I've ever seen in my entire life was Matheny. Me and me and Brandon went to see him. He played in the gym here at U of M uh, in Memphis. I think we paid three dollars for the tickets. Wow! And uh, he was, you know, they had their band down on the uh, down on the floor. And even back then, they had this they had this speaker set up that kind of surrounded you. You know, it wasn't just a stereo thing. It was like mm-hmm. you just felt like you were engulfed in it. And man, me and Brandon were sitting on the third row, and Matheny was maybe ten feet away from us, you know, playing. Now we are that close to him. And this is what I remember about that. Uh, Pat Matheny's got a song called San Lorenzo, and and there was a guy sitting right in front of me and Brandon. That every time that they took a break, like to shift to different songs, and Matheny would say something. This guy had been drinking probably since three o'clock in the afternoon. This guy would stand up in his chair, seven feet away from the face of Pat Metheny, and at the top of his lungs, yell, "San Lorenzo, <laughs> San Lorenzo!" <laughs> me and Brandon, man, we were about to die. I'm like, man, oh my this is gonna be the night where Pat Metheny murders. Did he play it? <laughs> they never played it. That I he never played it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I told Brandon, I said, I was oh, guaranteeing Matheny turned around and the band and said, man, the one thing we ain't doing tonight, we ain't playing for San Lorenzo. Scratch, scratch San Lorenzo. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you found out that was actually the case? Wouldn't oh, that be gosh, funny? Yes, it would make it all the better. Yeah. Man, and then, and, you know, And then it was the same thing like you were saying with R.E.M. Then, like they quit playing and they were just standing down around on the floor, you know, and people were going up and talking to them and Matheny was signing, signing stuff. And, you know, and of course there, you know, the music school was there and all yeah. the nerds were up asking him, well, why did you play over that? Was that a dumb? Mm-hmm. You, know, you can tell he's just like, man, just give me a break. I, 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 need, to get, I, I, need, I need a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, right. But man, that was one of the best shows I've ever been to in my entire life. They, now, is he still playing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's still going hard. He's. I watched a video of him one time, but I didn't have enough sense to know if Jocko was in the band. I didn't know that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's they're like playing in a corner of a jazz club or something. I oh yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just like, my word, my yeah. word, that guy's so good. So say that's somebody I've never bought an album and thing. And Rush is the same way. I think I had a greatest hits Rush. Right. I appreciate him. I know how great they are, but I don't have to own the album. Yeah, like, exactly. Pat Metheny. Yeah. Like when you he started playing, I was like, okay, the guy with the big hair. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and appreciate. It. I never. That, that's not. That's not my cup of tea. Well, and I was going to, you know, like like Metheny really hinges over into the jazz side of things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. And that's kind of a whole different vocabulary. But but even even with that. Like, I, you know, Matheny, I kind of think about as being a musician's musician. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he is, he, you know, he, he's not somebody that's going to be, uh, probably, you know, have a lot of public consumption. Although, you know, his stuff is very melodic and all, you know, like I think for guitar players, if you get a, your mind around what he's doing, he's just, he's just yeah. on a whole other level that none of yeah. these other guys are. Like me, me, me playing that kind of music would be like me flying, you know, <laughs> yeah, flap, right, flapping right. my arms hard yeah, enough that yeah. I would fly. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, you, you are Pat Matheny. Uh, I'm CC Deville. <laughs> right. No, see, I wish that's I could the be difference like Pat in, that's, yeah. that's that's the difference between me and you. Your caviar. I'm a slug burger. 
it's I mean it's even back it's even but it back takes all kinds oh, I, well, I mean I think that that dynamic was what worked with us yeah. when we get together yeah. is it? yeah yeah because you know I, like I remember back when I would you know when I got a new amp I got that Fender Twin man I had my had like a digital oh, delay man. and a oh, compressor man. you know and all the pedals in front of it and and and, and you were always like listen man just give me a cord and an amp and let me yeah. just plug Let's straight into the amp you know, you know <laughs> it, it, now that we're older it, it'd be interesting to get together and and use that concept more like okay I'm gonna lay this but yeah. really stretch you out there and really take you off the leash and let you really do some you know, crazy stuff because we were yeah. still trying to make we we're trying to get a record deal and stuff you know so we we're trying to make pop music and try how to make hooks and really like, like here's the foundation. Now you just turn you loose on yeah. it. That would, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I think the, uh, I think having a simple, well, and, and to me, like the, the difference in all these things, like whenever I think about rock, I mean, the, the rock, it, it's about the simplicity of the power of the music. You know, that's what drives it. And I, and I love that, you know, well, you uh, take, I, I, love I mean, uh, if you can take, I'm, I mean, if you've got five chords and and and, and uh, the musicianship that is just on that song that you just played, Pat Metheny, I mean, I mean that's yeah. incredible. And uh, I, I don't even know how. To, but the other end of the spectrum, if you can take three chords and yeah. write a melody that people, if you can write a song called Louis Louis, the Kingsman did, yeah. Yeah. and people are still singing it and play it, it's it's instantly recognizable all yeah. over the world. Yeah. There's also something to be said for that. You know. Oh man! Well, our, or our dude, when you get to the point of like even uh, Paul McCartney, you yes. know, Eleanor Rigby is two chords. Wow, that's just and, two you're, chords. You're really I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's just it's that, and any you know, and then all the string parts are just going around or dancing chords. around it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so the genius of that song is yeah. the simplicity. You just said it. it. That's it. That, that's but a people that's perfect example. It's complicated, and it's it's not. But man, it's wow. the melody and the way all that works. I remember, together, I remember you know? used to play Blackbird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I can. This uh, whenever I make a new acoustic, first thing I play on is Blackbird. Like like really? that. One, yeah, really? that that's one, awesome. Because you know you have to play up the whole neck. Yeah. And so you know it it'll, it'll let me know if the thing's out of whack or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I don't need the whole neck. About the about the fifth fret, you could take them all off. I, I don't even need them. I actually had a guy. I actually had a guy uh, say that to me last year. I was asking him, you know, how far he plays up on the neck, and he said, "Oh, dude, you you can leave everything off after the seven. It'll it'll save me any money." Man, we got to end this thing. Yeah, buddy, that's good. Hey, man. This, it's, this it's was fun. Yeah, this was fun. I hope people listen to it and have fun with it. And, and I'll just end with this, man. Jill got so tickled about your uh, write up on Facebook, uh, where you said, you know, that we have uh, many times played to a crowd of twenty around. <laughs> of nearly, nearly twenty. <laughs> nearly twenty. It's so good. All over Alcorn County. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Buddy. All right, brother. Let's shut right, this down. Hey, I'll man, talk to you later. Always good to talk to you. Bye. Hey.